Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Good. I'm doing real well. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to like... Talk shit. To talk shit, as, <laughs> as always. And to get into this next phase of this season. Yeah. You know, now that like Mary's out of the picture and kind of we're not dealing with all of that drama anymore. Yeah. Sort of seeing where uh, the show's going to go from here mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. Yeah. All right. Let's get into <laughs> it. So this is episode 508, titled Gossip, mm. continuing the streak of one-word titles. Yeah. And the Amazon Prime spoilie is the Camdens are torn apart by harsh rumors after Mary's departure to Buffalo. (laughs) Guys, she's not even in the episode. She's not. For the first time, there's no Jessica Biel in the credits. And did you notice they even reshot the family dinner scene? They did? Yeah. Like, you know, like that one shot that we get right before the credits end after they've gone through everybody? Where they're sitting at the table. Yeah, they've, they've reshot it. Now the twins are sitting in the corner and Mary is not at the table. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's, like, they're, okay. they're taking it to the next level, man. Like, holy shit. Like, Mary is out of the picture. Yeah, let's, let's see the, the family dynamic. Or let's see who's actually in her cast. Yeah. It's... Weird. Okay, yeah. fine. And, 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 of course, Chaz Lamar Shepard is in the credits as he's been in almost every episode this season thus far. Yeah. Um... And then, and then I also noticed because Mary's no longer, or because Jessica Biel's no longer in the credits, like the credits are a little bit longer, like like they linger a little bit longer on each individual person because they have more time to fill. It's like weird. I should have I, I should have paid attention. <laughs> I was really curious to watch it this episode because I was like, I bet J- JB won't be in it. So I was like, let's see what they do at the credits, and it, they did not disappoint. I like how you said JB. <laughs> Well, I could either call her that or continue to say Jessica Biel every time, like yeah. she's some sort of god. <laughs> this is true. And I mean, I feel like we know her at this point. We're <laughs> like, friends. We're, we're on an, an initial basis. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jess. <laughs> so, right out the gate, this episode does not disappoint, like... I mean, it is full out, like, get ready, folks. It's going to be a wild ride. (laughs) Like, when when you hear everyone gossiping in church, it's such a fucking nightmare. Most of the shit that they're saying, I was like, do you, have you guys seen Mary? Like, have you seen her pregnant? What do you mean pregnant? I know. I mean, the things they say, she's pregnant. She was doing drugs. She got arrested. Like, well, they did mention, like, I heard she got stabbed by the cop and, like, was caught. Yes, some of the stuff was true. Only one of them was real. She was drinking and driving and stuff. But my favorite one has to be this. I heard she dropped a baby on its head. It's her baby, right? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Like, as if it would be better if it was her baby or something? Like, what the fuck is that? And, of course, that's delivered by... Everyone's favorite nosy bitch, yeah. Miss Beaker, or whatever her stupid name is. Oh my god! Like, hasn't she learned so her funny. lesson? I know. That one time, yeah, when when Annie put her in her place about yeah. like being a bitch. Oh, and the best is when Annie is like telling Eric, you know, we're so supported. Right? I'm like, 
bitch, you're never this naive. I know. She's she's like, I could feel the love the minute we walked into the church. And then, like, cut to, they hear they overhear Beaker and her friend, like, talking shit in the hallway. And you see Annie's mouth like, oh! <laughs> Looking at Eric like, bitch, why are you surprised? You're oh never this naive. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And then, of course, like, we see, you know, I guess after church... For whatever reason, Lucy and Ruthie are like serving punch to the congregation or yeah. whatever. I guess that's what you do after church. And these like girls are coming up to them and being like, Oh my god, so is it true that Mary's pregnant and she had to go away and blah blah yeah. blah? And Lucy has to be like, What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like what like what? Like stop talking about my family. Like I don't even owe you an explanation right now. But besides that, I I don't know I've ever heard well, maybe maybe these Better them asking her up front than talking shit behind her back. But I still find that very awkward. Like, would you ever ask these questions? I know. That's, like, so uncouth. But also, they are talking behind her back. Like, the fact that they even go up to her and ask her, like, isn't even, like, a quote-unquote courtesy. Because all they've done is talk shit in the week since Mary left. Yeah. And now is, like, now they have a chance to, like, go up to Lucy and, like, confirm their rumors or whatever you know it's just uh, it's such bullshit no tact whatever and then and then of course ruthie is like like uh, is very sincerely asking lucy like is mary having a baby yeah (laughs) because she doesn't know yeah and lucy's like no man those idiots are just idiots and then she even goes and like asks eric later too like just to doubly confirm that like mary's not getting or having a baby but um, the, the other thing they set up in this scene, too, is um, Simon's whole deal, like, with his friend Luke. Oh, yeah. So Luke is telling Simon, like, he needs to capitalize on Mary's bad reputation, or reputation as a bad girl to, like, make himself look bad so that he looks cool so he can date, like, the cool girls or whatever. All the bad guys get the best girls. I mean... Uh. I have problems with that. Like, Same. I mean, obviously the show is not not taking that stance because the show's trying to be like, look at these idiots, you know? Yeah. So that's good. But at the same time, it's like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. But, of course, the cool girls in question are none other than fucking Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yep. <laughs> when they turned around, I was like, no. Oh, my God. And so, of course, I knew they were coming because I watched the credits. Okay. So I was, like, waiting for them, but I didn't expect them to be, like, that, like, right away and, like, in that way or whatever. But notice, or did you notice, that you never once find out who's who? That's true. You don't get the names. No. They refer to them as Sue and Carol Murphy. Yeah. But not to their faces. Like, we never really find out, like, which which one is Sue. Yeah. And we never know. By the end of the episode, like... It's gone the whole episode. We don't know which one Simon's with. Yeah, because... Uh, okay, I know the difference when I look at them. Who's who? Well, so that's what I was going to ask you. So which one do you think Mary is Carol? And which one do you think is Sue? Oh, see, I don't even know that. I just know by, like, <laughs> which twin is twin. Which... Okay, well, that, okay, so, so let's, okay, so let's define it by... Who do you think is Simon's date? Ashley, uh, Ashley Olsen. That's Ashley, you think? That's Ashley, that is Ashley Olsen. For sure? Yeah. Because I thought that was Mary-Kate. No, Mary-Kate is with the... Oh, yeah. how do you know? I was it's, so sure it was Mary-Kate. I paid attention. To, um, something about their mouth is not the same. And that's the way I differentiate. Mm-hmm. Because like their eyes are pretty similar. It's just something about their mouth that's not the same. 
Interesting. Like Ashley, I think has um, I want to say fuller lips or more pout to it compared to Mary Kate. And the only way you can tell the difference with them, like if you don't focus, it's the haircut. Okay, wait though, because now as I'm saying this, I realize we can find out. Yeah. Because because the X-ray tells us who's Sue and who, who's Carol. Yeah, like and and I know that Mary Kate is playing Carol. Okay. So then you're saying that Sue is his date? Sure. Whichever yeah, one Ashley will send Yeah. Is. Now now I want to like take a minute to like figure this out. <laughs> okay. I mean, whatever. We can probably cut it out of the episode. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to figure this out cuz it's going to drive me crazy. You have to vamp for time. Ba, da, ba, da, ba. Did you ever watch all those uh, uh, those Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies? Did you ever watch any of them? You know, I never did. I never, I mean, I might have. I guess I might have. I don't think I ever watched the shit. Well, okay, hold on. I did watch one of the ones of them, like, during their younger years. It takes two. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course it that, takes two. Yeah, yeah, totally. But see, I don't think of that as, like, a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, though. I guess. Because I think of... Because of the cast? Because when you say... No, because when you say Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, I think of, like, their... Adventure. Like, 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 that New York Minute shit they did, where they were, like, like trading off of the fact that they're, like, twins that are famous, you know? Yeah. It Takes Two was more just, like, there was a movie and they needed twins, and so they cast the Olsen twins. You yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. I, yeah, that, I think that's... Not, that I've seen, and then I definitely watched two of them. I think in a, I think it might have been around this time. Honestly, uh, there's this one movie that they did where they go to Paris. Yeah, I know I've seen Passport that. to Paris. There we go. That Never was the name. <laughs> I know I saw that one, and I totally watched the one where uh, uh, now he's on Chicago Fire. I think it's um, Jesse Spencer. Who is that? Is that the actor's name? Yeah. Oh. Shit! What was the name of that movie? I don't know. It takes place in London. It seems like they're. It's like a not a decathlon. That's that's the wrong word here. But basically, schools are competing. Oh, like a model UN type of thing, maybe. There we go. Yeah, it was totally model Nailed UN. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I totally watched that one. That's so funny. Okay, so I thought that the X-ray would help, but it doesn't. So we'll never know. I. Well, it do- what? Well, okay. So all it says is that Mary Kate plays Carol and Ashley plays Sue. Oh, there's that's messed up. So. And and their pictures are like are like their current pictures, so it just doesn't even help me like know if is short hair Mary Kate or is short hair Ashley, because I short hair thought, has to be Mary Kate. See, and well then it's short hair that dates Simon. Wait a minute, show me the pictures and I can tell you. No, because the, the pictures are like their current pictures. Well, it's okay, I can tell the difference. Yeah, but that's not gonna help you know who it was in the show. <laughs> you guys should see T's face. Right yeah, now. she's like incredulously staring. At I, them right I know, now. but seriously, who freaking dates him? We'll never know. That's that's the problem. And also, all I know is it's it's from the the mouth. It has to be Ashley Simpson. Mary Kate is the is the other one. You mean Ashley Olsen, not Ashley Simpson? Oh, oops. <laughs> Which I know that girl comes on this she show too. She does. And guess what? She has much more episodes than these two do, which is one. <laughs> oh, that's true. Like, they never come back. And well, so we'll never know. All right, Simon, you had fun for an episode. Yeah. He uh, got to make out with one of the Olsen twins. He did. Yeah. Like, a couple of times. Yeah, twice, right? <laughs> yeah. At the end and at the movie Multiple theater. takes. <laughs> Multiple takes. <laughs> yeah, why am I sexualizing the Olsen twins? 
Uh, or uh, Simon, for that matter. Well, well I mean... Because Simon's hot, though. Oh, Simon's our age now. <laughs> well, always was. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, you know what I mean. It's just... <coughs> I mean, I guess so are the twins. Right? I Maybe they're, like, a few years older than us. The I think they're, twins. like, yeah, a year or two older than yeah, us. Something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Um, okay, yeah, so so that gets set up. Like, they're going to, you know, go after these girls. Actually, you know what? Let's just knock that story out of the line or out of the way because it's, like, done and stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. so they make these date with these girls and they say some shit about, like, how their parents only allow them to date in groups. So we'll, we'll be hanging out at the promenade on whatever date. So, like, join us. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and... The girls are like supposed to be dressed all like provocative or whatever. Like when 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 Luke and Simon see them, they're like, "Whoa, look yeah. at them!" And I'm like, "They're they couldn't be more clothed." Yeah, <laughs> like, they're wearing long sleeve shirts with jackets. Yeah, and like long pants. Like, what is it? Like, this is not that like risque. <laughs> no, I, I remember looking at that fashion and the way that they were dressed. I was like. Dude, I think we all dress this oh, way. Oh yeah, at, at that time, yeah, like for the early two thousands. Are you kidding? But it the, was but, a nightmare. I know. But my favorite though is at school when he's about to approach them to go out. They're like, "Yeah, we'll go out with you." And I was like, "Oh, that was easy." Yeah, but, I know. I guess because because the show is trying to portray them as these like fast and loose girls. Yeah. Even Lucy mentions to Simon when she finds out he's gonna go out with them, like mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they're a little like, you know, be careful or whatever," yeah. you know. So they go on this date, and I love how, like, the first shot of their date is them at, like, a CVS. <laughs> like, Basically, yeah. I'm like, what kind of date is this? Like, who takes girls to, like, essentially a supermarket? They're <laughs> like, basically at the promenade where everything is. I guess that's true. And, of course, the girls decide to, like, shoplift some hair clips or something. Yeah. And they almost get caught. Well, they get caught, caught. but then they, like, run away. And then, of course, Simon's like, that's wrong or whatever, but he plays along. And then they're at dinner, and the girls want to skip out on the check. And so they just, like, go outside and wait for the boys to, like, follow suit. And Luke has no spine, so he's like, I'm going, and he runs. And then Simon also has no spine, so he, like, hesitates for a minute, but then, like, runs out. And again, they get caught because the waitress is like, hey, but they, like, run away. And then they're in line for the movies, and... One of the twins like pinches the girl's butt in front of them. That I was, mm-mm. I lost it. And then of course she turns around and assumes it was Simon, because he's like right there. And why would you assume a girl did that to yeah. you? You know. And and then her boyfriend's like, "What the hell's happening here?" <laughs> what the <laughs> hell's happening here? Who touched my girlfriend's butt? So they like run away again. <laughs> and, then, and then Simon's like, "Well, what are we gonna do now?" And they're like, "We're gonna go to the movie." And they sneak into this movie theater, and... And it's John Wayne. Oh, is it? I didn't even catch that. It, it definitely said, like, John Wayne, and then it's his line. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, and so, that's happening... Oh, you mean on the subtitles? Like, yeah. On the, on the captions? That's I wasn't watching it with captions. Um... And then so that so then they're like so Simon decides to just like lay his cards on the table and go like listen I can't see you again because I can't take another night like this like yeah that's fine if y'all if this is a good time for y'all but like nah and then she like makes out with him and he's like never mind <laughs> <laughs> and then they get caught again yeah. which I'm sorry but like who, who tipped off the bat like the 
the management of the theater that they you kids honor. get out with the, with the flashlight yeah I don't which is like talk about disrupting the movie really? watching experience for everyone else yeah. like that's so not the way to do that but anyway and of course who comes oh sergeant michaels yeah the ever-present sergeant michaels because he gives a shit about this. Like, he has to give a shit about this. Oh, man. He does nothing if else but this. If anyone's going to give a shit, it's going to be Sergeant Michaels. <laughs> Who, by the way, I noticed it. Like, I don't know when it was, but I was looking at him or his or his IMDb page and stuff. And I realized, like, they never give him a first name. He's always just Sergeant, Sergeant Michaels. <laughs> and I think I've assumed that it's Christopher because the actor's name is Christopher Michael. So in my head, he's always been like Christopher Michaels. Michaels. <laughs> which doesn't make sense, but like it's how, it's what I'm going with for the sake of my own brain. But yeah, so of course like he's there, he's, he tells, like he's pulled Simon away from the rest of the kids and he's like giving him a lecture about like, you forfeit the description of some you know, chicanery that's been going around town today or yeah. whatever. And, like, you know, I was able to get you guys off because I told them that, like, your family's been going through some shit lately or whatever. And and so, like, he lets them go, I guess. As long as all the debts are paid. paid. Like, they pay for the clips and they pay for their bill and all that stuff. But, like, that's pretty much it. And then, and then like, Ashley Simpson and Mary-Kate... I know I did it! Ashley and Mary-Kate's dad is there to pick them up, so they have to, like, go. But before they do, Carol, I'm guessing... Well, whichever twin Simon's dating tells him, like, that they they did this. They did all these crazy things to teach the boys a lesson. lesson. Because they heard how they were talking about them, like, that they're fast and bad and stuff. So... They acted this way to like show them how crazy that is or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, you still the shoplifted, show. ran out on a check, and pinched some chick's ass. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're so stupid. It's just bad writing. It is. Or or the thing that we didn't talk about is like the when they tell them that like it's gonna be a group date and then they show up and it's not. And that because they just have to say that because their parents wouldn't let them out of the house like yeah. that. I'm like, why'd you have to lie to Simon and Luke then? Yeah. Like, you can lie to your parents. Why'd you have to lie to the boys? Like, that's so stupid. That makes no sense. <laughs> it's so dumb. Worst date ever. Oh my God, it's so dumb. I mean, it's such a like stunt cast. Like, let's just get the twins in here. Let's do something crazy now that Jessica Beale's gone. Like, whatever. Yeah. I also thought for a minute, like, maybe they were, maybe it was, like, an inside joke because Jeff and Chris Olsen are story editors or supervisors Mm -hmm. or whatever on the show. But there's no relation. I did thorough research on both Jeff and Chris Olsen. There's no relation to to each other. Okay. And there's no relation to the twins (laughs) whatsoever. It's just a real crazy coincidence. That they all have the same last (laughs) name. That there's four Olsons credited on one episode of Seventh Heaven. (laughs) Wow. You know, I always thought that, like, whenever I read Olsen, Mm -hmm. even in other episodes, I always thought, like, oh, I wonder if they're related to those Olsons. No. And we also know that that Jeff and Chris each um, wrote an episode this season. Okay. And they're the only other writers credited this season besides Brenda Hampton and Sue Tenney. Yeah. So they're obviously, like, important in the writer's room in terms of, or, like, behind the scenes of the show. Like, they're clearly not just, like, 
peons. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, which is why I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they were able to like get them to get the Olsen twins on, but no, nope. no, <laughs> no relation. <laughs> um. That's pretty much Simon's deal in this episode. Yeah, guys, he went on a date, he got kissed, whatever, it's all good. It's all good. He's never going to see this girl again. It's no big deal. <laughs> he's basically a Matt. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So far, that's what he's done all season, is just, like, date a series of girls. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yes. Let's, please. <laughs> oh, so Go we, for it. So we see Matt standing outside of church... And some girl in a town in a town car, right? Jumps yeah, it's out. Yeah, like a full on limo. Pretty yeah, much. jumps out and asks for whatever church. I, I can't remember the name of the church. Saint Monica's. Something like that. Which that doesn't sound like a real church name. Saint <laughs> uh, Monica's. But asks for a church and like does does he know where it, where it is? And you don't. You basically see Matt just like in love. Oh yeah, he's like fully Smitten. awestruck. Yeah. yeah, and um and he's just not responding. But all I thought was, oh, of course Matt's going to find another bride. <laughs> That's true. Because, I mean, it's really bizarre. First of all, this wedding dress she's wearing is insane. Yeah. Like, it's got feathers all over it. Not feathers, but like, you know. Basically. Like, whatever. That- like, it's it's like she's wrapped herself in a boa or whatever. Guys, we don't know fashion. Anyway. And, and she's got this ridiculous veil yeah. and her headpiece has feathers coming. I mean, it's insane yeah it looks like britney spears on like a mill i don't know dude it's just overdone it looks so pop it just mm. it looks like something britney would have worn in a music video yeah if any of her music videos featured her in a wedding dress yeah (laughs) that's totally yeah maybe like before oops i did again around the same time yeah yeah totally She's so lucky. Okay. Oh my god, uh, John Early. You <laughs> said that, and I remember John Early doing that. He's so funny. If y'all don't know who John Early is, look him up. He is the best. Go on. <gasps> but yeah, of course he finds a bride, sends her whatever six blocks down that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, and he just can't get over this girl, and all he wants to do is find her. He has to find her. I think he found the one. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to the pool hall, right? Is that Wait, his first stop? Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not his first stop. They're just. He's just there with John, like hanging out, like telling him the story. Yeah. And then John's like describing her, and he goes, "Yeah, exactly." And he goes, "She's here." Yeah. <laughs> Poor John. And she's full on still in this wedding dress. Yeah. On the payphone. And he fight like he goes up to her and she just like walks right up to him and fully like makes out with him. Yeah. And is like, I wanted to do that since the first time I saw you or whatever. Oh, you mean four hours ago? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And her walk is like a model. Oh my god, on it's purpose. insane. It's like if twice. She walked, if she, yes, twice. Oh my god. <laughs> If she walked more with her tits forward, I don't know what I was going to do. And, like, her hips. And it's just... Yeah. And she's, like, dead focused on just Matt every time yeah. she walks to him. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, like, that, like, planted smile on her face. Like, just, like, perma-smile. Yeah, I believe that you're a model. Yeah. So... It's funny. So he's, like, he's all into her. 
Oh, well, so, because that's the thing, is, like, she comes up to him, kisses him, says she's always wanted to do that, yeah. and then just, like, walks off. Mm-hmm. And, like, Matt is, like, caught off, or caught off guard, so he can't chase her down quick enough. So he's, like, lost her again, or whatever. Yeah. So then that's when he spends the rest of the time, like, coming back to the pool hall, like, like waiting for her. Yeah. And, like, Eddie... I call him Eddie, but I don't know. The guy who works behind the bar at yeah, the pool hall. Yeah, what's his name? We don't know his name. Um, <laughs> keeps saying, like, no, I haven't seen her. I'll let you know if I do, or whatever. Yeah. And then, finally, when Matt's not there, she shows up. Yeah. And then Eddie, or whoever his name is, like, calls Matt and is like, your mystery date's here, or whatever. <laughs> so, like, Matt runs to the pool hall. She's not there, there anymore. anymore. <laughs> But really, though, the star of this storyline is John. Is John. Yeah. Like, what he says to Matt when Matt's, like, all, like, smitten over her. After he's gotten off the phone with uh, with Pool Hall Dude. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I found her. She's a model. Da-da-da. Whatever. And John is just, like, not having it. No offense, but I think I'll hold my excitement till after we see if this one works out. What's that supposed to mean? You're always falling in love. I mean, you go to class, you fall in love. You go to the airport, you fall in love. Go to the laundromat, you fall in love. Like the boy who cried wolf, only you're the boy who cried love. And you cried all the time. So you'll excuse me if I don't get all excited here. You're just jealous. (laughs) Yes, that's it. I'm just jealous. Thank you for really listening to what I had to say. I I appreciate it. You're welcome. That's just terrible. Matt is the worst. Oh my god. You go to the class, you fall in love. You go to the airport, you fall in love. I was like, yeah, all those things happened. That's very true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he goes down to the pool hall. She's not there. He comes back home and John now is on board and is like, she's here. Don't let her go. And he like leaves the apartment to give them privacy or whatever. Oh, it's a privacy needed because, do you... dude, if they didn't bone, my name is not Lady J. <laughs> like, right? I mean, it's crazy that they didn't bone. Uh, you... she basically, he's like, he's like, so, like, how long are you in town for a day? Like, my flight's tomorrow morning. Do you want to go get drunk? And she's like, no. He's like, do you want to stay here? And she's like, yeah. And we're supposed to expect that they only made out really hard. Well, that's all, and that's what he says. Like, you, you just want to stay here and make out? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, That's it? Ugh. Like, really? She's, like, they didn't bone. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm Matt, like, what am I doing? <laughs> You're never going to see this girl again. Like, yeah. realistically, like, just get it over with, man. <laughs> like, you're so into her. Like, it's crazy to me that they didn't do that. Well, you know, they're, he's a Camden. Yeah, I guess. But she's not. Uh, <laughs> but she's not. It takes two to tango. <laughs> I love how I'm painting her like some kind of whore. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but John. You go to the airport, you find love. You go to the laundromat, you find love. You're like the boy who called Will cried wolf. <laughs> you cried love. Which, I'm sorry, John. Like, But like, you're allowed to fall in love multiple times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know that that's necessarily really what he's saying, though. Obviously, he's just saying, like, you fall in love every day and, like, that's yeah. dumb. But also, 
like I take issue with the fact of like what like, he couldn't fall in love. Why not? Some people hard fall in love like hard and fast, you know. I yeah, I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with that, but I just think you know John is always a sidekick, and so Matt is just constantly falling in love. So I don't blame John for being like <laughs> I true. fucking hate my roommate. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like that really is like a meta commentary on John's like position as the sidekick for yeah. five seasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. It's true. Yeah, imagine living with a man. Ugh. Right? You, you, you'd want to shove his head into a wall. Especially if you're John. Yeah. Because you can tell John's, like, a particular guy, you know? Like, he likes things a certain way and stuff. And Matt is just, like, for all intents and purposes, pretty much the biggest slob. <laughs> like, he's really a hot mess. Yeah, he is. Oh, dude, I just realized his stupid hair piece. Hair? Oh! But he didn't have it this time. Did he? I didn't notice it. No? I didn't. Did you notice it? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's what she's talking about. Oh my god, that's even worse. That means, like, that means the actor had it and, like, needed to keep it. I don't know why. That's so crazy. Oh my god, I I didn't even notice it. But I wasn't really, like, thinking too much about Matt in this episode. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And any scene he was in, like... I was more focused on the model chick, you know, like, because she was just so, like, when out there. When she walks to him, forget at the bar, at the apartment. Oh I'm like, my God. this is not she, a runway. She full on, like, appears out of the bathroom. And, like, I mean, she's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. She's, like, doing a catwalk yeah. to Matt, which is all of, like, five inches. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally all that's separating them. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. And her hair is like blowing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where the fuck's the wind oh in my this God, apartment? Seriously. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, okay. So that's Matt. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. And poor John. That's all for John. Yeah, right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, let's you know what I wanna talk I wanna talk a little bit about Eric and Annie and their whole deal. Oh, <laughs> Please, let's do. Okay, so um so Eric, I mean, so after their whole church debacle, Annie tells Eric that um, her old friend Robin Tennant or whatever um, called and it's a town and like wants to have dinner and I'm so excited, whatever. And like Eric is immediately not on board because Robin is not only married uh, yeah. Annie's friend, but like Annie's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And he he plays like he's worried because of all the gossip that's already circulating about their family. Like, this is just going to add fuel to the fire. But really, he's just jealous and, like, being petty about it, you But know? the best was, no, you're not going. <laughs> yeah. And she's all, she's all, okay, but I wasn't asking for permission, so yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I find that entire thing just kind of weird. Like, they're funny, really? though. Like, Eric is, I think, genuinely funny with his whole, like, hatred of this guy. Like, the way he does it all, it's, it's really funny. Kind of like with Robbie's family, whenever he said, I hate this family, <laughs> yeah. I hate your family. It, yeah, yeah. Like, he looks at happy, he's like, I hate him. <laughs> it's true, it's great. Um, so she's all excited. Um, and then Robin comes over to the house to pick Annie up. Such a douche. So I want to play the the moment of, like, when, he, when Eric opens the door for him. Yeah. Hey, Robin Tennant. Darn glad to meet you. Uh, we've already met. Actually, this is the third time. I'm Annie's husband. Right, right. Edward. Eric. It's it's Eric. 
That's what I said. No, it isn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is, Annie, you're kind of stupid. But all I could think is how weirdly similar this was to a classic moment from everyone's favorite television show. And he's gonna try to undermine me. You know, he'll be like, so where's your boyfriend? What's his name, Chester? <laughs> and she'll go, no, 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 it's Chandler. And he'll go, whatever. Chester, <laughs> 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 just no Chandler. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so good. The minute I saw that scene with Robin and Eric, I was like dying. <laughs> like, it's so exactly that friend's moment. I can't, I can't even handle it. How did you feel about Eric calling Annie a tart? Oh, not good. Yeah. Not good the, at all. Because Annie's reaction, one, it was really funny just to see her shake everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But that's exact. I would, mm, I'm sorry, I probably would have smacked my husband. Dude, yes. Like, that's fucked up. You just called me a tart. I know. But, so, <clears throat> so, Aunt Eric calls Annie to, like, come down or whatever, because, like, Robin's here and stuff, and they have to make all this small talk. And then this is where we see, re like, Robin's, like, real, true colors, like, if we didn't already know. Annie says you're on your way to Bora Bora to teach a seminar. Uh, yeah, it's based on my best-selling book, an award-winning infomercial. L is for losers. Don't be one. Catchy title. My teachings are based on brutal honesty and love. It's a lot like the Bible. The Bible? Well, I'm not comparing myself to, uh, who wrote the Bible? That would be God. Right, right. I'm, I'm not God. What I'm saying is, if you come to me fat and unhappy, I'm not going to cry and tell you it's all going to be okay. I'm going to say, hey, fatso, get up off the couch, put down the chips, and do something. Gentle words of encouragement filled with love. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a nightmare. Yeah. But I did say, or, or I will say, and I wrote it down because I had this thought immediately, I kind of see how Annie could be attracted to him because he's like, he's like evil Eric. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is evil Eric. He's like, he's like a meddler. He likes to like talk to people and like counsel them and shit. He's obviously a jerk and he does it in a jerky way. Yeah. He's but evil he's Eric. very much like Eric in that regard. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, it is, there is something there, I think that they're, that they might try to be like, I think they're trying to explore that with making this character the way he is. Like, yeah. of course, they don't really take the time to, like, go deep into it or anything like that. But I feel like that's kind of what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, of course, they go out and it's a whole thing. Like, they're, they're chit-chatting and he's, like, being a total dick the whole time. Yeah. Talking shit about their classmates. And she's she keeps trying to be, like that's mean or that's not kind or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, life's mean and life's not kind. And he's just a dick. Yeah. Um, and of course, Eric takes the first chance he has to like break up their date. Of course. We'll, we'll get into that. But um, I think she's like more than happy to have her date broken up at that point. Yeah. Um, but it's not before the fucking town gossips have all gathered at the pool hall like, yeah. like legit, they're not even hiding. They're sitting two feet away from them. And watching. And staring at them 
for the gossip of it all. Like it, it, it looks like it's a dinner theater. You know, it's crazy. And, and I love how, because it's Beaker at first, and she goes, like, I have some calls to make. Yeah. Cut to, there's, like, 15 women sitting around the table. It's Beaker and the Hugs Therapist. Oh, my God. We need to talk about Hugs Therapist. Yeah. So this is after church, before the date night is happening. Beaker comes over to the house with her, I want to say niece? I think or so. Something. I think it's Some her sort niece. of relative who's a... Um, like a family counselor. Have you two hugged today? Hugging is very important. Hugs plus love equals marriage. In fact, I think that a hug can solve all the trouble in the world. Famine, disease, war. Just give it a hug. Did you learn that in hug class? Sorry, but he's on it with the zingers yeah. in this episode. <laughs> in, yeah, in this episode, I think he, he he's good at being a dick. He's so funny. Or when or when um, he goes to the pool hall to like talk to Annie, and Annie's like, "You just came down here to break up my date with with yeah. Robin," and he's like, "No, I came down here to tell you about Ruthie and to break up your date with Robin." Yeah. <laughs> And then what Eric tells that entire group. Oh my God, it's so great. Like, cause he sees them staring yeah. at, the, at the at the dinner theater debacle. And so he's like, I'm tired of this shit. And like marches up there with Annie. And he's like, you know, I thought we could hide it, but yeah, you guys are seeing it. We're dating other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's my date and that's Annie's date. <laughs> And then they just like drop the mic and bounce like it's great. It's really it's what they needed to hear yeah. the little biddies. Um, so so because we've alluded to it, I guess we can talk about Ruthie and her whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like sort of visibly upset over the rumors she's hearing about Mary and stuff. Yeah, and um, she overhears Mike and Lucy. Mike, of course, is who we met episodes back now yeah. who has that um, can't buy me love level arrangement with Lucy about like mm-hmm. dates and stuff um, so Ruthie overhears them talking about how Lucy's like sort of uncomfortable with this rumor mill and gossip and stuff and Mike tells her like if you want to really make people like not talk about you pity is the way to do it because pity trumps gossip like yeah. like it, it's much less exciting to like talk shit about mm-hmm. someone you pity you know so Ruthie takes this idea and like runs with it and we see in a montage of like every day of the week, she's telling her principal like one lie about her family after another. Like it starts with like Simon, like Lucy has like a learning disability. Yeah. Simon's mute. mute. <laughs> Matt lost his uh, lost his apartment and is living in his car. Yeah. Eric lost his job, and Annie's turned to drinking. Yep. <laughs> and. Responses like, "Oh, I noticed you don't have any problems. My She's... problem is you guys. <laughs> so good. My problem is dealing with all your crap, <laughs> like basically. And it's all so good. All I'm thinking is, I was like, so when is she gonna call social services on Ruthie? Well, the, well. So when she runs into Eric in the parking lot or whatever, she says, "Oh, I was gonna call you, but I was waiting for my friend, who's a social services worker or a social worker." to get back to me because she's a professional and will have, like, real advice. And Eric's like, what are you talking about? And she's yeah. like, well, your family's falling apart. <laughs> and he's like, what? 
it's so funny. So, and he's and and when she's saying that, he's like, oh, who needs the help? <laughs> so like, he's he's all, I'm a counselor. I can help. Is it someone I know? <laughs> and she's all, oh, honey, it's you. <laughs> what? And then he, she goes, she goes. Honestly, so, so much has happened to your family. It's no wonder your wife has turned to alcohol. And poor mute Simon can't even stand up for himself. <laughs> It's it's truly one of the better comedic moments yeah. the show has ever had. <laughs> um, it's good, and so so then that that's what prompts Eric to like run to Annie and be like, we need to talk about Ruthie, and also break up her date with Robin. Um, but that's pretty much it. It sort of gets resolved. Like they they, they confront Ruthie. Ruthie tells them why she did it, and they kind of like let her off the hook because they realize like it's, it has been hard on them since Mary's been gone like you know clearly they're all like dealing with it in their own way and stuff so they like let her slide on this one they just like make her promise never to do that again kind yeah. of thing um, and it's like gee golly lesson learned you know and um, yeah yeah where did they find Ruthie at Lucy's dance with Sam Ooh. and David <laughs> dude those babies are so blonde I know they're so cute yeah it's like platinum blonde. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it really is. But I guess, I guess, isn't that kind of normal? Like, no, it like totally is. Babies, for a, yeah. Like, they start out really platinum and then it mm-hmm. gets a little dirtier. But it's just, it's older. insane to see it on camera because it looks like a shiny helmet. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty. And plus, plus because they have that hairstyle yep. of like, it's kind of floppy mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. Cute. It, but their hair is very much like how Simon's was. Yeah, that's in, true. In like early season one days. Yeah. Like that color, that. That texture, you know. Do you get the vibe that Simon looks like Nick Carter? Because I do. Simon looks like Nick Carter. Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys? Because of the haircut. I'm, I'm it's, maybe, that, it's that haircut. Maybe Aaron Carter, but not Nick Carter. Well, here's the problem. I um, The reason why I reference Nick Carter is only because... Aaron Carter was never on my radar. Oh, yeah. You get like, what I mean? He was so way like way after our, our time. Yeah. So. But, but when I look at Simon... He doesn't scream Nick Carter to, I mean, to me. It's only the hair. That's it. <sighs> only the hair. I think Simon's hair is a lot more coiffed than Nick Carter's was. Nick Carter had like floppier hair yeah. than Simon does currently. Quit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Quit playing games with my heart. <laughs> oh my god. I can just see the music video now. I can't. Oh. Is that the one where they're wearing all white? Yeah. On like that weird like green screen. Quit playing games. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, not man. really. <laughs> Welcome back to our Backstreet Boys tribute podcast. <laughs> um, dude, if we ever did that, quit playing games would totally have to be the name of that podcast. <laughs> or The Call. <laughs> I lost my shit for the call when it first came out mm. like i was all about that life dude my favorite story is a friend of ours um she loves or st- no not loved still loves, loves oh yeah Back lifelong hugest fan of yeah. bsb ever and talks and her favorite was kevin oh yeah Who's and, well actually mine wasn't till i got older like oh, okay. kevin was always like a refined taste for me <laughs> He's gorgeous, but anyway, he really is. Uh, but it's just so awesome because talk about dream come true when Backstreet Boys came back and uh, you know had that big blowout tour again. Oh yeah, she met him twice. Oh. They have photos. T- 
twice. I it's know. just I was like, it's so cool. Talk about dreams come true, even though it might not happen then. Maybe fifteen years later, but I it's know, possible. Right? Like what? A, like it's so crazy to think about. Like you know, when you're a kid and you have these like teeny bopper crushes yeah, yeah. on these like stars, you know, and and like and then and then that that moment passes and you pass that moment too, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like, well, I'm not fifteen anymore or whatever. But it's like here we are. They're making a huge comeback. Yeah, all the feels come right back, and then you're just like right there in it again you know? I have like two friends that are into the Backstreet Boys and both wow. of them went to the concert together twice that's so cool I was like um guys I mean I probably would too if I like if I cared that much yeah. you know what I mean like I don't I'm a fan but I'm not like I don't know any of their new music and yeah I don't really follow all that stuff but like if I did I'm sure I would go because, like, why the fuck not? Like, like if, if, yeah, if you're a huge fan, why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, because, one, it's a chance for nostalgia. Yeah. But my concern would be, and maybe our friend can, like, confirm for us because I haven't talked to her about it. But, like, my concern would be, like, going 15 years later to see them live. Like, does it hold up? Like, can I, can I seriously watch... A bunch of men in their forties sing, quit playing games with my heart, like, and not cringe. See, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I can uh, take the, uh, take their um, opinions seriously, only because, well, because like they're they, such huge fans. They're such huge fans, but they said if anything, they got better. She's that's like, they interesting. were. She said, for sure, that's interesting. Like their pitch is still great, and they were full on dancing. Well, the dancing, I mean, you can't be a boy band and not dance. Yeah. If you can't dance, don't come back, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, with like, in, like okay, with NSYNC, it, the singers were mostly Justin Timberlake and, and, and JC. JC. Yeah. And everybody else was just there randomly. Fluff. Yeah, when Joey <laughs> Fatone. Five, I guess. Yeah, but when Joey Fatone actually has a pretty nice voice, and I, it's so sad that he doesn't have a lot of, you know, moments. Yeah, Barely. well, because he actually has made his name as, like, a TV personality, though. Yeah. Like, he's, you know who he is, or what he's doing now, which blows my fucking mind? What? He is the announcer for that game show that Jamie Foxx is hosting. What? So there's a, some game show about, like, Shazam, like, literally it's called, like, Beat Shazam yeah, or some shit. okay, okay. Like, which... That sh- I mean, don't even get me started on how you have a game show based on an app, okay? But anyway, <laughs> like seriously. But so Jamie Foxx is hosting that, and if I'm not mistaken, Joey Fatone is the guy who's like, and now welcome Jamie Foxx. Like he's not even on camera, but it's his voice like doing that. Whoa! Like what the fuck is happening? It's the most bizarre like turn of events. Like who would have guessed? You yeah. Know? Been in my Big Fat Greek Wedding 1 and 2. Yeah, that was cool. I liked him in those. But, yeah, I don't know. Fucking boy bands. <laughs> but, yeah, but with Backstreet Boys, all of them sing. But that, no, that's true. And they all Wait, they all shine. The fifth, okay, Howie was always, like, the rando fifth guy, right? I guess. Okay. I think that I think Backstreet Boys Once Upon a Time was six. What? I think it was no. when they were stop lying. I think when they were first starting out, I think they were six. Oh my god! And, and it, then NSYNC blew up, and they were like, "Gotta cut someone." Why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Although I think actually they came before NSYNC. Yeah, they did. Technically, they blew up before NSYNC did. Yeah, they did, and then they both had the same manager, and the guy was two time in them. Mm. Yeah, and then he was also like, imb- I think he was also embezzling. I forget his that name. That much I do remember. Yeah. But he was embezzling from NSYNC. Was he also embezzling from all his acts? Yeah. What a garbage. Yeah. What a garbage. <laughs> what garbage. 
Wait okay, again. Seriously. Oh yeah. We now seven, we seven. now exit our Backstreet Boys throwback podcast. Quit playing game. All it took was me saying Simon's hair looks like Nick Carter's. That's all it took. Actually, all it took was you saying quit, and then me making you say yeah. quit playing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think it's our last storyline of the Lucy. show is Lucy. Um. So, dude, how are you digging her brown hair? I'm loving it. Right? Same. She looks amazing. Her tits are amazing. Dude. Like, all of a sudden, she's, like, hot. And I'm like, damn, Lucy. Here's the difference. Last season, last season, she still had, she, her, she filled out. And I don't. Yeah, she did. Yeah, She felt right. like, what I'm saying is it's, like, what what you see of Lucy in season one to season three is, like, this petite oh my gosh she's a toothpick yeah like yeah and like and then one season just she blows up yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. basically for sure and in this season she's showing skin yes that's what it is she's showing skin and her hair is longer and she colors it and it's dark and it's like that lovely like chestnut like yeah it's like a like like silky Mm -hmm. like oh i just want to like live in her hair yeah it's so great Mm -hmm. she looks great she really i mean i can't say it enough like i fucking love lucy especially this episode that dress she wears like what the fuck is happening i I want that dress guys Uh, so do i (laughs) i do i have something like that i don't know but i want that dress i want i need that dress i don't need her shoes though did you notice her clunky like 90s sandal shoes which is crazy because they're back. Or they were I know. back. You I, know. Can't, I can't do that, though. Yeah. I can't do that shoe that's got, like, a platform, but also, like, there's, like, like the back half is slightly long, is, like, slightly higher, so it's kind of, like, yeah. a heel, but it's not. Like, yeah. I hated that look so much. I know. Of course, I was a victim of it myself in those Aren't times. But, like, ew. But that dress, yes, please. Yes. Oh, my God. It's timeless. It's, mm-hmm. like, timeless LBD. Yep. Um, okay, so, so, she and Mike, Mike's his name, right? Mike Pierce? Okay. I keep, I keep saying Mike, and I'm like, is that right? I really like him. I do too. I really like him. I am in love with him. I think these two are gonna make it. I hate to say it, but I think they are. I mean, I hope so. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna go the long distance. I don't know. I I would like them to. I mean, I know they're not, because I know where the show ends. Yeah. But, like, I hope they, like, go, I I hope they, like, stick through at least, like, a season, a season, you know, like I want to build this world for them because they're so cute. So he comes over because they have a study date or whatever, and that's when they have the whole talk about like if you want to get them off your back, you can pity them or give them something else to talk about, like you and me. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, I don't want people talking about me. Like I don't feel comfortable with that. Like that's not the solution to my problem, you mm-hmm. know. So then at school the next day. Like, those two bitches who came up to her at church yeah. come up to her again and are like, oh my god, you're going to the dance with Mike? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, oh my god, he's your boyfriend. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, he's mental or whatever. And she's really uncomfortable. You can tell. Like, she doesn't want this to be happening right yeah. now. And, and she tries to deflect. Like, he's not my boyfriend or whatever. And, like... They're like, oh my god, you have to like tell us all about it because everyone's already talking about you guys. So like, oh my god, and she's just annoyed by that. So she makes up a lie to Mike mm-hmm. and says like something like something came, came up. up, so she can't go to the dance with him, even though mm-hmm. it's per their written agreement that she'll go to all these dances with him. So then she's like sitting there in the kitchen, like eating carrots and celery as you do yeah. on a Friday night, um, and like 
clearly depressed and like sad and shit. And um, what I can't remember is what finally gets her to like realize like I did a bad thing. Cause something happens, right? Or someone says something that gets her to be like, I don't want to sit around moping. Like I should do the right thing and go to the dance. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't remember when that was. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't know when the light bulb. Because I know that she. Oh well, she talks to Ruthie. I think that's probably what it is, right? She talks to Ruthie about the lies Ruthie made up. Yeah. And then she's like, "You're gonna be in trouble." And then Ruthie is like, "Well, it worked, didn't it? Like they got off her backs and stuff." And. And then when Ruthie goes to bed, I think is when she sort of has a minute to like realize like, oh, I, I done goofed. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done what I did. And also he's a great guy. And like, why should I be worried about? I know. I I totally have like something in my notes. I was like, he's a good one. You can handle it. Just, you know, just do it. Like, just go for it. So she gets Ruthie up, makes, makes the, make like, gets the twins ready. Like they all go to the dance together Yeah. so that she can like go and like apologize to Mike and what I love about this scene so much is like well it's a couple of things so she apologizes to him and she's like she's like I'm sorry for how I treated you and like didn't come to the dance or whatever or like broke my promise or whatever and he's like he's like you didn't break your promise you're here yeah and that breaks my heart because I'm like oh my god he didn't even get it like, or did he? I don't know. I, no, I think he did, but he's just, like, he's taking the high road. Yeah, like, I he's not. Right. He Because at the end of the day, she came. And yeah. he's having her, his date with her. Like, he's already been through that, like, roller coaster of gossip and stuff. So, she hasn't. Like, she hasn't learned her lesson. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, maybe now she just got it. Like, shouldn't matter. Yeah. He's already learned that. But I have to say, though, all I could think about when you're watching that one scene when when she comes like when she comes drops off the babies with Ruthie and she's like you want to dance and they go on the dance floor the blocking of that scene is so ridiculous like for anyone that watches as much tv as I do like and understands anything rudimentary about like blocking and shots and all that shit I I implore you watch this scene of this dance when they first go on the dance floor. Yes. Because for whatever the fuck reason, they decided to have a tight close-up yes. on one person in the shot. And which forces, like, so so it's Ruthie, it's, it's, it's Lucy talking, and it's like this tight shot of her face. And then now Mike's got to respond. Yeah. So rather than do a reverse or just widen the shot so they're both in it, in it yeah. which they do later, so, like, hilarious. But... Rather than that, they have to have them like dance and switch positions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now he's in the shot, yeah, and he gets to deliver his response line. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I, I remember probably thinking, like, ever. I remember thinking this this is awkward, but this is pretty funny it's to watch. So awkward because it's so obvious. Yeah, like as when it's happening, you're like. Why is this happening? Like, it's the most unnatural blocking of anything. It's so funny. Or, you know what else is my favorite? When they're dancing, I think it's like they're slow dancing, right? Yeah. And Eric, Eric and Annie walk in. Oh, yeah. And then you see, like, you see Mike's back and you see Lucy seeing them and she waves. Mike's hand is still wherever she left it. <laughs> she gets, it's true. That's just Like, oh he's a God. mannequin. It's just so oh funny. God. I lost it. I was like, oh, okay. That's that's how it happens. Oh my god, it's so good. 
<laughs> okay, but I do want to play the clip of, so after the apology scene has happened, she, um, she wants to like get real with him for a second because, well, I'll just play the clip. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Can I ask you a question? I just heard something and I want to know if it's true. Did you try to kill yourself because your girlfriend moved away? <laughs> no. I've heard that story before and I hate it. I hate it because it romanticizes suicide. There's nothing romantic about trying to take your life. It's scary and messy and painful and it's not a solution. Now if you want romantic, this is romantic. Being here alive and happy and dancing with the most beautiful woman in the senior class. <laughs> nice move. Stick around. I've got moves like you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like simultaneously the cheesiest and also the cutest. Yeah. I think it's because Mike, like this actor or whatever, like sells Mike so well. Mm. Like you want to like him, you know? Rather yeah. than like rather than like roll your eyes and be like, ew, cheese. Like he's like sweet and adorable and you can't help but just like like him you know oh mike he's a cutie i also how do you feel about the fact that like rather than just address his suicide thing in an episode they keep like bringing it up like yeah. every time we see mike they bring up the suicide again like how do you feel about that i i i guess i uh... It's weird only because wouldn't you talk it out once and, you know, wouldn't you air it out? Like air out your dirty laundry, I guess, if you want to call it a dirty laundry. But I also think they want you, the viewer, to be comfortable having this kind of conversation. I think you read my mind. So Because that's where I was going with it, too. Yeah, so I think that's why they just, no, let's talk about it. Let, let this not be something that that even they're going to sweep under the rug. Like, none of that shit. Yeah, and I think also, too, because... He's not just like a one episode character. No, he's like, not. He's a character that's gonna have an arc on the yeah. show, so they can't really just like deal with it and then and then pretend like never like like they can't just never bring it up again because it's part of his character. It's who he is. It's happened mm -hmm. to him, and so like I kind of am appreciating that it's it's coloring and informing his character and the arc that his character gets throughout, yeah. like as opposed to just like. This is the suicide episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they've done with everything else thus far. I can appreciate that they're like, this is part of his character, and we're gonna explore it however we want, whenever we want. Mm -hmm. I, that's kind of cool. Or at the very least, different, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Like, you know, if not cool, at least it's like not their pattern, I guess. Mm. Well, I feel like that about does it. Right? We did it, folks. We did it. Episode 8 in the cut. <laughs> um, so let's rate it. Go. Okay. Um, I'm giving this a 6. Nice. Same. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought maybe you might give it a 7. Maybe. maybe. No, for me, this was like a pretty solid, like I didn't really have to think too hard about it. Okay. I knew it wasn't a 5 right yeah. away because I laughed too much, and or not too much, like I laughed and I like felt things and I yeah. enjoyed it, but I know that it's not in the upper echelon of episodes mm -hmm. that like, for me, if you're going to be like seven to 10, you're like in the upper echelon of yeah. episodes. Like this is just sort of right in that middle ground. Uh -huh. Like 
it's it's fine. Yeah. Nothing offensive about it. Nothing weird. Nothing whatever. But just like yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places. That just just to remind everyone, it's in the liner notes for this episode, but that's the number four Heaven's Sake Pod. Um, you can send us an email with any questions or comments or thoughts. You know what? Also, correct me if I'm wrong about the, sh- the show that Joey Fatone is the announcer on. Because the more I think about it, the more I think I'm wrong. But he's definitely the announcer on some show. Okay. <laughs> so listeners, write in. Let us know which show that is, if you know. And until next time, when we cover our 100th episode. (laughs) Um, Bye. Bye.